Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. there, everybody, and welcome to another Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is the Sports Outsider. What? I couldn't hear you because you were Bill, whispering. Bill, oh. Bill, 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 Bill. Yep, that's what it would sound like if I was being announced by an idiot. That was a good impression of an idiot, Joel. Well done. Yeah, I really tapped into that one. You it's, did. I'm, I'm method. Is really, yeah, you've been method for 30 years. <laughs> you idiot. All right, you two. Play yeah, nice. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. <laughs> See any games this week, Phil? No. Did you play any games this week? I did. I played Tecmo Super Bowl, but we're not going to do a Tecmo Super Bowl update, watch update. Oh. Because Febreze stopped paying us, and their guy it. died. But it's up on the internet, youtube.com slash comedy podnet. You can see game one with the Detroit Lions. All yeah. right. I always like starting an episode with shameless promotion. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. They play the what's more racist mainstay Washington Redskins in the oh, first week. Oh, how about that? See yeah. how I do. And uh, tune in uh, to last week's episode just so you can hear all of the Febreze drops end to end. Yeah. It's we put all end. of them on there as a memorial for... The guy who did the Fabrice very yeah. died. It's very sad, and we cannot remember. What We've his already name gotten is. lots of great feedback about that. People are like, "Oh, it's so sad. Oh, where's this yep. funeral?" And we're yep. like, "Ha, fuck it." Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I well, was thinking of a new segment we could do yeah. instead of the you know the Tecmo Bowl update, watch update. Ooh, do tell. Basketball's over. Hockey's over. I was thinking I could do a segment. I'll find a sponsor, probably socks, and it was going to be called Only Baseball. <laughs> okay, let's it was do it. It's called Jordan's yeah. Only Baseball. And like, it'd be like, uh, there'd be one that would be like American League Origins when the Western League became the American Association. So that's like part one. And I'm going to talk about so the it's double. like Ken Burns? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about box. I'm going to talk about double switches. Yeah. Uh, it's like Ken Burns, but without all the boring like pictures and visuals. Yeah, right. no, it'll just be boring anecdotes yeah, about be, baseball. <laughs> But, you know, we'll get a sponsor. But, like, it's just probably going to be socks. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's something to think yeah, about. Yeah, if you want to get that going, I'll start looking for <laughs> sock sponsors. I'll put Gene on it. Yeah. He's pretty good. I think it's Jean. What? No, it's pronounced um, Gene. He's yeah. French, he's but he French, goes but by Gene, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so we should mention, you know, since the last time we recorded, both the NBA and the NHL finals completed. Yeah. NBA title awarded. Miami Heat win. Seven games, they win. Yep. Game over, man. Game over. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I wonder if LeBron was sweating because he, you know, we had him on. Remember, he he was he was talking about his uh, the victory party, right? Well, I have that a, was in the middle of his season against the Pacers. I have on good uh, good intelligence, good intel that they're the sixth NBA franchise to win uh, two consecutive NBA titles and Whoa. the first to do it without really even trying. <laughs> there you go. That's a good record to hold. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Very first to do it, and they're they're well on their way to eight. <sighs> Per LeBron's uh, prediction. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, Red Arbox Ghost still thinks that's really fucking cute. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And also the uh, NHL came to a conclusion. Yeah, the Blackhawks won yeah. in uh, Chicago. In 
dramatic fashion. Yeah, hey, Blackhawks were, were Brett Weston wins the Blackhawks trailing by a goal with like a minute and fifteen seconds left. Yeah, so minute and fifteen seconds left. Bruins really look like they got this one in the can. Looks like it's going to Game Seven. Chicago Ooh. scores. Ties the game up. Whoa. Now Bruins are going, uh-oh. Now we're probably going to have to play overtime to force game seven. Fifteen seconds later, Chicago scores the go-ahead goal. Wow. And this is in Boston in front of their fans. So oh, all so these the Bostons were like, I packed my cap, my rear. Pretty much. they were pissed. This would have been like a They all punch. described where they put their cars. Weak, That's how upset they were. Ah. I cannot imagine what it would be like to go from, we're probably going to win this game, to our season is over and we just lost the Stanley Cup in like 20 seconds but well that's what happened to him yeah sorry boston <laughs> sorry worst the bad thing that has happened to boston podcast today well we got news 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 hey news. that was good we have an exclusive interview and he wants to come on here because uh major media outlets are i think don't want to give him his 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 due yeah we're gonna have aaron hernandez on and that is gonna, right folks he's gonna aaron clear hernandez, some things up patriots tight end uh, a lot of people think he's responsible for the murder whoa of odin lloyd Yee. uh this is a big story right now he's uh considered i think a suspect but he has not been arrested there's been no warrants he's but, absolutely a person of interest. He's absolutely a person ah, of interest. A he POI. This mm-hmm. is his first time addressing the media in any form since this the story broke. He's and we got no spokesperson. The, There's no PR guy absolutely. here. He's just here on the Sports 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 podcast to speak his mind about what happened. This is a, a huge get. Go Gene. A huge he get. Did it. Yeah, Gene pulled this one off. And then we also have uh, Chris Humphreys. Hey, Chris Humphreys. He's doing uh, Holly, you know, his Hollywood and, and sports crossover reporting. Yeah. I believe he yeah. titles this segment, I Got the Poop. Yeah. I still think he not, needs to change that segment. Yeah, that's a terrible I segment name. don't like the branding on that. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. hear about his poop. But every time we try to talk to him about it, it just seems like he winds up just going off into his own world. And, and uh, Phil, we have one of our uh, final 23 weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. All right. Let's get it started. Yeah. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Good. <clears throat> Bubba Watson chokes on the final holes of Travelers Championships. Semicolon. Gets caddy with his caddy. Whoa. Whoa. He better watch his meowth. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Yep. Bubba Watson, real name Jerry Lester Watson Jr., had a two-stroke lead on the field at this past weekend's Travelers Championship. And in the 16th hole, he hit his first shot into the water and yelled at his caddy, Ted Scott. It's, he goes, water. It's in the water. That club? Yes. The water. Passive-aggressive. Blamed it on his caddy? Uh Uh-huh. He was feline pretty cranky. (laughs) Feline pretty cranky. (laughs) On his next shot, he hit it past the green and yapped to his caddy. So you're telling me that's the right yardage? Passive-aggressive double meow-meow. Whoa, kitten's got claws. Isn't the whole point of of being a golfer that you're hitting it to the right place? Yeah. How how is the the caddy's not swinging the club? Why doesn't the caddy just go, hey, you swing too hard, The caddy punched his wife right before him. That's the one part of the the story they left out. (laughs) The media doesn't want to report that. No, players look to their caddy as a wartime consulary yeah. who offer advice on what club to whack with. <sighs> yes. Um, he finished the hole with a triple bogey and would go on to finish two strokes out of the playoff. Ken Duke won the Players' Championship and treated his caddy to a back massage. Ooh, purr. <laughs> 
But Watson has not done well since his 2012 Masters win. Reporter asked him about it afterwards, and he said, Don't try and make me look bad! The reporter (laughs) responded with, You're wearing a fucking visor. (laughs) And meow to you, too. Ah. He later apologized via Twitter, picked the wrong club on the 16th hole, but it was still a great week thanks to the fans and travelers for another great tourney. Well, that was no, nice no of him. No apology to his caddy? None to Ted Scott, the, the, the hurt caddy and all oh, this. Was, is he like uh, a Gil from The Simpsons? He's <laughs> like, oh, he's your club right there. Oh, jeez. Something like that. Uh, no, I mean, no, how nor- great is it there's a Bubba in sports, and it's in golf. And That's he's n- unexpected, right? And yeah. he's not American. Yeah, he's from. Is he from? Is he Australian? Or is he from the UK? I thought he's he, from the UK. Oh, there you go. Doesn't matter though. Like, I mean, are are there Bubba's over there? I really thought Bubba was an American thing. It was a very specifically yeah. American thing. That was our name, Louisiana, Alabama area kind of name. Yeah, Bubba, Arkansas as well. Yeah, Arkansas. University of Central Florida. Uh. <laughs> what was that? Jordan? I'm gonna try it again. Yep. University, University of Central S- Floral. The University of Central Floral Arrangements. <laughs> University of Central Florida paints it black. Oh, I've seen a red door. You know what I wanted to do? Paint it black. Yep. In the latest, no ed- color anymore. <laughs> I want to paint it black. <laughs> In the latest attention-seeking move of a college program, the UCF Knights have made their basketball black top. To emulate, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need to start. What is this story? They painted their basketball black. What happened? No, they, they painted. Play oh my god! No, they painted their basketball court black. Oh. To emulate an outdoor blacktop court. That's weird. Like Boise State's <clears throat> blue field turf. I hate that fucking turf. Eastern Washington's red field turf. I haven't seen it, but I officially hate it. And Nicki Minaj's purple field turf. Whoa! (laughs) Play ball! (laughs) This move was thought of as stupid by adults, cool by kids, and there was no punchline there. Just Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Recently, other basketball programs have decorated their courts to make them their own. Oregon's court is covered with a uh, dense forest of Douglas firs. Ooh, <laughs> this is true. This nice. is true. Yeah. Long Beach State has palm trees. Do tree they have designs. to dribble around the trees? Although they're on the court, they're like they're like shadowed in. Oh, so it's not uh, actual it's trees. Not, like not trees. actual. I was about to say I would start watching games Oregon played at home because that to me, I mean, that would add a real wrinkle. There to the should be more game. obstacles, like a like yeah. a like a basic training in the military kind of obstacle. Yeah, course. like a double day, like a rock and jock. What yeah. you're right. describing like is rock and jock. Yeah, like how, the how quietly point you could dribble would matter because you'd be like, I'm guarding the basket. I'm guarding the basket. And what he's behind me? I didn't in the see trees. And, trees. And, yeah, the Dr- coach would have the in the halftime speech. He's like, guys. Out there, you're missing the forest for the trees. Boo. <laughs> George Washington has a dense, uh, has has shadows of monuments, including one that looks oddly phallic. George Ooh. Washington University's court. Look out. You mean and, the Washington Monument? That's correct. And Florida International's new floor is going to be painted like a sandy beach. Uh, you can find, see the designs online. Obviously, not good for our viewers at home, but it's basically like a beach towel design. Nice, like I like waves it. coming in and a, and a panther in the center of the court. Ooh, a panther! Why a panther there, at the why beach. Is, why is there a panther at the beach? Beach panther. Those are the Florida International Panthers. Hey, uh, if you guys want to listen to my beach rock band, the uh, Beach <laughs> Panthers, that would be awesome. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty it's good. a bunch of Dick Dale covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some ventures and the Deltones. 
Nor- Northwestern once thought about going with the purple court, but pulled back and only did the three-point line and outside the key in the color purple. Uh, Cal State Bakersfield went all blue in 2011 to try to give anyone a reason to come to Bakersfield. <laughs> Didn't work. Yeah. Ooh, meow Fail. myself. Didn't meow work. myself. I've meow. been to Bakersfield. Holy crap, does it suck there. Uh, it smells, too. The color may be the perfect way to make a, a splash in uh, the new conference, uh, the American Athletic uh, Conference, which is, of course, the corpse of the Big East. And what? <laughs> what? The corpse of the Big East? Yeah, that was a former conference. Oh, now geez. They talked about else. it on the show, Phil. Ah, it made me also, think the, the court will evoke a feeling of an outdoor blacktop basketball court. Uh, which would be nice because when you're watching a game at UCF, you then know that you can go outside, go down a flu- few blocks, and maybe see a better game. <laughs> there we go. Oh. In their faces. They must be terrible at basketball. All right, I'm pleased with this one. All right, cool. <laughs> Vanderbilt football recruiting unborn children. Oh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have good breeding for, for Vanderbilt? Subheadline: most uncommitted fetuses still do not have Vandy in their top three schools. <laughs> Recruiting joke. Ah. Vanderbilt is a great institution of higher learning, but the world uh, in the world of SEC football, the school is a laughingstock whose very existence is sad and laughingstock-like. <laughs> so, uh, a with, word that was invented by the rest <laughs> of the SEC to describe Vanderbilt. So with moving to the ACC off the table, head coach James Franklin has to do some outside-the-box things to create interest and, most of all, build the Commodores into a winner. All right. Uh, he has done some uh, attention. The Vanderbilt Commodores, yes, snobby pricks, right? <laughs> well, not yeah. You know, they're Southern, so they're 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 Southern gentlemen. That sounds good so old. snobby. Well, you know, because yeah. Vanderbilt was a Commodore, Commodore Vanderbilt. Oh, Built I thought they were school. talking about the computers. <laughs> <laughs> not as snobby now. You would. Uh, so he said some attention grabbing things in a recent interview with the Tennessean. That's the paper of record in Nashville, not to be confused with the Tennyson, which is a monthly e-newsletter about the going-ons and happenings of former poet laureate of Great Britain. Spoiler alert, <laughs> nothing. He's dead. And with them, the Victorian age. Did you Are you a- listening, PBS? <laughs> is this a Tennyson joke? <laughs> it is. Did I you love make it. a Tennyson hey, joke? you leave him alone. It was uh, funny. No, I, I to was strive, really to seek, and not to yield. I was wildly proud of you oh, for being you. so learned. Yeah, go f- Golf black. Thank Good you. Show. You should go to Vanderbilt to become a Commodore. Oh, they wouldn't have your, me there. Uh, tennis and jokes. <laughs> Bully. <laughs> Head coach James Franklin told the interviewer, if I see a six foot six man walking in the mall with his wife and she's six two and she's pregnant, I'll go up and offer their unborn child, Franklin said. I'm not exaggerating. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> If I go to speak at an elementary school, if I'm out at a restaurant, we kind of have fun with it. It's about developing a relationship with people. It's about getting them connected with Vanderbilt. It's about making people laugh and telling a story and having fun. It's about having a sense of humor and not being some robot coach I don't want to be. I just love that he's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, (laughs) give me your baby. Give me your baby. In recent years, the college programs have started offering players as young as 13, and actually back in April, this coach, James Franklin, actually offered a 7th grader. What? Yes. Um, And considering this is the ACC and many uh, young college football players already have children of their own, a better strategy might be offering them instead of walking up and down the streets of Nashville looking for couples with a specific body type. Yeah. Hello, miss. You look pregnant. Also, you look like you could be a left tackle. (laughs) Oh, that's just mean. Uh, but James Franklin has, has had success. He's actually guided the Commodores to two straight bowl games. Last year they went 9-4 and four 
finished in the top 25 of the Associated Press. It's working! Who would have thought the day would come? Man, when am I going to have a fat, burly baby? We're happy to have in the studios today Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, we know you're looking for a chance to clear your name after being named a potential suspect in the murder of semi-pro football player Odin Lloyd. Yeah, we want to thank you for coming on, Aaron. Yeah, it wasn't me. The cop has got it all wrong. I'm innocent. Really, Aaron? Because it, it seems like much of your behavior since the incident has been extremely suspect. Yeah, I mean, Lloyd's body was found in an industrial park less than a mile from your house. Your neighbors reported hearing multiple gunshots at 3 a.m. the night he went missing. You smashed your cell phone and security system before the police could see either. You hired a cleaning crew to scrub your mansion clean before the police could search it. Nah, nah, nah. You don't understand. I got an airtight alibi. Really, because I, I, I think all of America would like to hear it. Well, you see, I come home and find out that my dear friend Odin has gone missing. And I'm furious because I know he was coming to see me. Thing is, I know Odin loves to play in dirt. You know, just dig around, burrow. But sometimes he goes too far and gets himself in trouble. So I'm worried that maybe he dug himself into a hole that he couldn't get out of. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, even if we were to believe that, that wouldn't explain the multiple gunshot wounds. Then get this. Saw. I'm home. I'm walking down the hall, distraught to hear my friend Odin is dead when I slip and fall, and my cell phone flies out of my hand across the room, crashes into my security system. Both are destroyed so the coppers can't see the security footage and text show when I spent the night at home alone studying the Bible. Yeah, that's it. This is a real stretch, Aaron. I mean, what about the cleaning crew? Oh, yeah. Well, I heard the coppers were on their way over, and I wanted my place to be sparkling clean when they got there. Because it wasn't? Oh, yeah. There was mud all over everything. Mud, like from an industrial park. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. No, no. Mud likes from a fishing trip, like the one I did the night that Odin was killed. Died, like the time that he was uh, not killed but died. Okay, you just said that you were at home that night studying the Bible. I think there's more to this story than meets the eye. I mean, tell him, tell him, Aaron, tell him how I was Odin's girl before I was your girl, and that they ate you up. Who's that? Mitzi. What are you doing here? I thought I told you to stay out of this. You and Odin were fighting, fighting over who got a bigger share of the loot. Uh, <laughs> Mitzi, can't you see I'm busy? Uh, ma'am, 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 we're we're recording. Here? How did you get in? No, I'm not letting you get away with this. <laughs> you can't do nothing. Yeah, but I can. Cole Clubs! What, what What? do I want with a private dick like you? How did you get in here, sir? Why are uh, you wearing a trench coat in Los Angeles in June? You and Odin were fighting. Fighting over Mitzi, but fighting over who got a bigger share of the take from the big job. What big job? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Stealing the Sicilian pelican. The, the what? What is going on? I, is... I, I, I never heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. You darn well do. The gig is up, Hernandez. I had a talk with the chief of police, and he was plenty interested in the fact that Matt the Rat claims he saw you leaving the museum the night the statue went missing. I never should have trusted that guy. I mean, his his name is The Rat. I mean, do we not have security or even, like, a receptionist? It's A-Rod. A-Rod is our receptionist. God damn it. You're going away, Hernandez. I almost got away with it. Mitzi, will you wait for me? I don't know, Aaron. Me and Cole got a thing going. <laughs> you bitch! How could you? I'm out of here. No cell's gonna hold me. <laughs> Stop! You can't run for long. <laughs> Cole, baby, wait for me! Ah! Huh. Wow, okay, so that was Aaron Hernandez. Uh-huh, yeah. Patriots <clears throat> tight end and... 
fishing enthusiast, oh, uh, yep. as well as Mitzi. Mitzi. Mitzi, it? his female companion, uh-huh. and some sort of private investigator. Cole Clubs. Cole Clubs. Yeah. Just a little alliteration in that name. <clears throat> um, what just what just happened? I I got no idea. I really had high hopes for that interview. <laughs> Coming back to the podcast, one of our favorite guests. So glad to have you back on. Uh, it is Chris Humphreys here to talk, uh, you know, where entertainment uh, gossip meets sports. Where entertainment gossip meets sports. <laughs> this is Chris Humphreys, and I got the poop on Hollywood. I okay. really don't like that. You though. don't we like don't, that thing? But let's not let's not dwell on it. I'm let's, glad you got my intro right, too, where you say that I got the... <laughs> Yeah, the high, I stutter a little bit. Yeah. That's how I like it to be said. Okay, well let's let's jump right into it. The biggest story in entertainment this week is the birth of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's baby. As I'm saying it, yes. oh my god, you should, you should realize you that you're saying on. it. I'm That's really. So I mean, that is my ex-wife. So oh, sorry, yeah, you Chris. shouldn't say it with I, so much enthusiasm. You said it with a little compassion. Maybe. No, I yeah. well, I was happy to have him back on. I thought we'd finally correct our past mistakes, and now I feel terrible. Uh, to be honest, I was very surprised when you came to me with this assignment for the. I think this is time number. Why four don't you or five. say something? Because I'm just excited to get the poop. I want to get as much poop as possible and put it on your podcast. I want this podcast to be covered with "I got the poop." That's Chris. And Thank you. We Thank appreciate you, your enthusiasm. I got so much poop this week. You guys are going to be excited we just, to I hear it. I could have had you on a couple of weeks from now when you wouldn't have to report on your ex-wife. I'm just happy to man. have this job. I, I want to replay this segment again when we talk about naming the segment. I want to yes. replay yeah. this. I got the poop. <laughs> yes. How did we arrive at that one? I'm going to get to my news now. Yeah, Kim Kardashian we- gave birth to a baby girl uh, whose name is Northwest. Not the direction, but the name. On June 15th at Theater Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, You know what her middle name is? East? I was going to say by north. North by west? No, by north. North by northwest. That's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. That's funny. (laughs) I enjoyed that joke. This is surprisingly a shrewd reference to pick up on for you. No, they have a commercial right now on for the Alfred Hitchcock collection, and it's hilarious. (laughs) There's a guy running through a field with a plane shooting at him. That didn't really happen. (laughs) So the baby was born three weeks prematurely, but it was a healthy four pounds and 15 ounces which is approximately 194 pounds less than the mother weighed. <laughs> oh, wow. Kim did not take to that pregnancy well, but I'd still hit that. <laughs> you would, would you? I would. Yeah. It would be fun. I had a great time those couple weeks we were married. I bet you did. Bet yeah, she let yeah. me see her naked parts. It was good. But sources do say that being a whore makes you give birth to babies prematurely. Whoa, I don't, I don't, I don't know Chris. that that's true. Chris. This is hard reporting. I've got the poop. I've got the evidence. I don't know that that's true. I, I got evidence. I don't know if this segment is just a way for you to take pot shots at your ex-wife. Though we are extremely sorry that we continue to ask you on at a time when. Well, here's some factual evidence. She did not weigh enough to break my KFC record of eight pounds. Wait, what do you mean? Your no. KFC. To clarify, I'm comparing the baby's weight to the amount of chicken I could eat. Because I would never eat a baby. Okay, all right, all right. right yeah. I don't think that needed clarification. I think I was just Oh, I, I thought you were confused. <laughs> I thought you thought I was going to eat a baby. I was just I talking about my love for KFC. Absolutely baby. not. Because the colonel is a little cartoon now, and he dances and eats chicken. That's right. It's funny. All right. What else can you tell us about Kim? Do you know the fat bastard from Austin Powers 2-8 Babies? 
He was like, I'm going to eat a baby. I'm from Scotland. That's what he sounded like. That is. But I think it's hard reporting from you know, Chris Humphreys. Well, you, you know what? When I was when I was sneaking into the the hospital right. so that I could get the poop, yeah, I thought that there was a special celebrity ward of the hospital. Really? Yeah, I got to visit it once. <laughs> sources are saying that uh, it's where Kanye proposed to Kim after welcoming the baby into the world. Oh my goodness! So they're probably gonna get married, I guess. Yeah, Kanye also cheated on the mother once more with a porn star. He disguised as a slutty nurse Halloween costume. <laughs> So she blended right in at that hospital because they all dress like slutty nurses. Again, sorry, this must be hard for you. What? No, it's not hard for me. I'm getting the poop. I think you're. I've got the evidence. (laughs) I saw it with my eyes. That's evidence. Well, I mean, can you tell us? Do you have any other information on their wedding or? Uh, They're planning their wedding in September in Paris. Okay. Because that's where you get the the best deals. (laughs) Well, I've got a new. I've got. I'm going to pitch a new segment. It's called Chris Humphrey's Got the Poop on Value. <laughs> I got value poop. Have you seen those Priceline negotiator commercials where Big Bang Theory talks to Captain Kirk? <laughs> Man, those are funny. He's like a secret agent, except he gets deals. I mean, can you, what can you tell us about? What about well, wait a second, you can't fly with a baby that early. Priceline negotiator. I was dead. Now I'm alive. Big Bang Theory. That's what the commercials say. Hey, Kanye knows values too. Uh, he didn't have an engagement ring to give to Kim, so he gave her a rare black diamond to celebrate the birth of their daughter. Which some people would say a gigantic black diamond is an omen of witches and death. <laughs> Who would, would say that, Chris? I just did. <laughs> I'm some people, too. <laughs> All right. I, I worry that you're using this segment to just kind of air your frustration. I'm but- not airing frustrations, Jordan. <laughs> okay. This is my chance to show you all the hard reporting I can do while Kanye's banging slutty nurses and cheaping out on diamonds. Okay. <laughs> all right. So their daughter has a nickname already. What's that? The nickname is Nori. Why would you want a nickname? Because Nor- they're stupid. <laughs> and that nickname is stupid. And that daughter's going to get spit on with a stupid name. Right. They're already ashamed of calling her Northwest. And they realize it. So they're like, we'll just call her Nori West. And they're uh, like, that's still stupid. Yeah, it sounds like a sushi place. Nori. Yeah. Hey, Kim is breastfeeding. <laughs> okay. And you know what? What? She loves it. Does she really? Yeah, she loves it. Because she's not happy unless someone's gnawing on her nipples. Oh, jeez, Chris. Yeah. Actually, I'd heard Especially she's people not. she's only known for a couple days. <laughs> like the baby. <laughs> She'll get sick of it soon. <laughs> she's going to start getting rid of that baby soon. I if I know anything know. about Kim. I don't know, Chris. It's- did you know that Kanye also talked to Jay-Z about starting a family? Oh, he did. So yeah. Maybe that's what made him propose? Yeah. Now, th- during that time, Jay-Z had 100 problems. <laughs> also, Kanye talking his ear off. Yet another problem. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, what, can you tell us anything about what their family life will be or what their setup's going to be with, with the baby now? Where they're going to live? What the, what's the residence? Oh, if I had to guess, I would say they live in a giant-ass <laughs> mansion with... <laughs> Cameras everywhere. Right. Saying, uh, turn the baby's head. Get another shot of the baby. And they're like, oh, the baby's in a neck brace. They're like, turn the head anyways. Because <laughs> uh, producers of the TV show, the mean. 
Are they going to continue doing their reality show even after the birth of the, the kid? Yeah, it's going to be called Keeping Up With Northwest. Which is very easy because it'll just be laying on his back for a year. <laughs> Keeping up with it is going to be easy. You just have to stand over it. <laughs> <laughs> and go, you were supposed to be me and Kim's baby, Northwest. You were supposed to be me and Kim's. You haven't actually done that, have you? Stood over the baby and say that? That was another week of <laughs> I Got the Poop with Chris Humphreys. Is, oh, thank you very much, Chris. Do you want to hear what the, my favorite commercial is? <laughs> What's your favorite? The Yokiero Taco Bell dog. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sports! Weird Sports. Every time he does that, I get more and more worried he's going to pass out. I didn't. Give me that weird sport, daddy-o. This week's weird sport, you cool cat. Goal ball. Goal ball? Goal ball. Goal ball. Ball ball. <laughs> One word or two? One word. Sounds like A L B A L. It sounds like blah blah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said gold ball. Goal ball. And I was like, oh, the only sport more expensive than polo. Oh, you're gonna feel really bad about making fun of it, Joel. <laughs> Wait, you ready what? for this? Goal ball is a team sport designed specifically for blind athletes. Originally defi- devised in 1949 by Austrian Hans Larsen and German <laughs> Sepp Neindel as a means of assisting the rehabilitation for the of visually impaired World War II veterans. How does it assist their... I mean, if the ball keeps hitting them in the face because they can't see it. Oh, that's even more offensive. This he, weird sport seems more like a heroic gesture. Yeah, see? <laughs> you would think that, except put the, do the math. Uh, made by an Austrian and German in 1949 to help visually impaired World War II veterans, they were helping Nazis. Oh, <laughs> they were helping Nazis. Oh, I thought I thought it was U.S. vets being helped by a German and Austrian. So they were like, "Here, we're gonna play goal ball. It's gonna help you with rehabilitation. Don't move." Some would think that, but aha, we got you, we got you. If it was devised by an Austrian and a German in 1949 to help World War II veterans, they were not. At that time, there was still some tension yeah. between the Allies. Well, and to the be Ger- fair, it does not, they, they might not have been Nazis. Right. Lots of the German army was just regular German dudes. They were not, right. like, you know, adherents like, to national socialism. My parents socialism. made me join the army. Yeah. It was and what they were parents, all. you mean the, the dangerous police state. Right. The uh, SS. We're the baddies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, International <laughs> Blind Sports Federation, which is responsible for a range of sports for the blind and partially sighted, is the official governing body of the sport. The official governing body. How many different sports are there for blind people? Oh, my God. Who's so the many. official overseer? Boo. <laughs> You guys, I don't know if you're mature enough for this weird sport. I, should I stop it now? And this week comes to an end. No. No? No. no. I was going to stop it. I wasn't sure if you I, guys were mature I'm really enough. intrigued to hear about how 
I mean, obviously you can't play with a crowd because if there's cheering, they wouldn't be able to locate the ball. Ah, uh, this comes to an end another. <laughs> no, come on, no, come no. on. Okay, here, are you guys ready to be good? Yeah. All right, goalball gradually evolved into a competitive game during the 1950s and 1960s and was eventually nominated as a demonstration sport at the 1979 Summer Paralympics in Toronto. The sports oh, first the 79 Summer Pairs. That was a good year. That was yeah, a good year. A really good year. Summer loving, having a blast. The sport's first world championships was held in Austria in 1978, and goalball became part of the Paralympic program, me with an E at the end, from <laughs> the 1980 Summer Paralympics in uh, in Arnhem onwards. I don't know where Arnhem is. Arnhem. No. Arnhem. Arnhem. It's on... how, how do you play this game, Phil? All right, I'm going to get past all this boring history and get into the essentials. All right, you ready for this? Rules. Uh, the rules are all just infractions and penalties. Let me get to the uh, <laughs> court and ball. Here we go. International Blind Sports Federation rules require that the field of play be 18 meters long and 9 meters wide. Not so long, not so wide. Goals but really, span... you can put them on any sort of surface. They won't know the difference. Yeah, Joel, they're <laughs> blind. They're not like Tommy. That's, they know what day it is. They know who Jesus was and what praying is, so they yeah. know how to be saved. That was a song from Tommy. Uh, goal span the width of the pitch. The court is divided into six even sections, three by nine meters. At either end, just in front of the goal, is the team area. Beyond that, each team's uh, is each team's landing zone. The middle two sections are referred to as the neutral zone, though this is a misnomer as players may not cross the center line into the other team's half of the neutral zone. How do they en- how do they enforce that? The uh, blowing whistles. How does anybody know if it's happened? Ah, uh, Joel, they can still hear. Do they them. use those shock collars that you put on dogs with invisible fences? <laughs> that comes to an end. Okay, okay, all right, all right. You ready to behave again? Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. All right, the lines in the court are made by placing tape over the lengths uh, of twine. Uh, this makes the line both visual and tactile because they're blind. Uh, the team's area and landing zone, including the boundary and goal lines, are always marked this way. Furthermore, the team has six hash marks, three in the front, uh, one on either side, and one at the goal to assist players with orientation because okay. they're blind. Like rumble strips. Yes, okay. <laughs> like rumble strips in case they wander too far. Uh, the ball weighs 1.25 kilograms, which is almost three pounds, and has eight holes and noise bells contained with <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. The noise bells help them because they're blind. <laughs> they need the, Joel, shut your mouth. The noise, noise bells are necessary because they can't see. Joel, how would you feel if you couldn't see? You'd stop trying not to laugh. You wouldn't have to look laugh. at your face anymore. Oh. This comes to an end. <laughs> no, okay, on, all right, no. we'll keep going. The ball circumference is about 76 centimeters or 30 inches. Uh, and it's got, like, holes in it? Yeah, it's got holes in it. Like a wiffle ball. Yeah, okay. there we go, except it's big and heavy. This, to score, a player must roll or bounce the ball down the length of the court, past the opposing defenders, and into the opponent's goal. Goal ball. Jingle, yeah, jingling. You hear the, the whole jingling, way. and you have to like uh, run and stop it. Okay. Do you get yeah. a lot of teammates running into each other? Oh, Joel. <laughs> that's, that's a legitimate question. You know what? I watched a little bit of it online, and they're very good with orientation of each other as well. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. probably they probably talk to each other a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. it's probably like you know, like Daredevil. Their other senses are enhanced, right? Right. Yeah. Like Daredevil, they can see infrared. Do they? Can't do they... blind people all see infrared? 
All right. Typically, the player with the ball will stand, orient himself using the tactile lines, sounds of the teammate, and other crossbars on uh, his or her own goal. The player will then stride forward, lean low, and roll or sidearm the ball down the court. They freaking throw it fast, too. Yeah? Yeah, there's people diving to stop it. Looks like volleyball, except they're a bunch of blind people. Don't, Jordan, you almost laughed. No. I almost It almost came to the end, another no, weird sports, no, but it no. didn't. All right, the defending players stay within the team area, generally in somewhat staggered positions to avoid collisions. Nah. <laughs> when they hear the other team throw the ball, they lay out. Um, that is slide on their hips and stretch their arms above their head and extend their legs to cover as much distance as possible. The objective is to simply keep the ball from getting past with whatever part of the body the player can get in front of. This is really cool to watch on YouTube because they're all like little hockey goalies. They all like at the same time all like spread their body. <laughs> when they hear the Joel, don't you laugh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Don't you laugh. They spread their bodies like they're all goalies, except it's a giant goal and they don't know who the ball is about to hit. Ah. Three pound ball too. If that hits you in the face, you're hurt. And they're not expecting it. <laughs> well, they are. Well, they can hear the jingle jangles, but yeah. they know it's coming. Oh, they know it's coming, but they want to block it. That's the purpose right. of the game. All right. We should probably get to the infractions before you guys get any more <laughs> offensive. Uh, there's a premature throw, which we all as males have experienced more <laughs> yeah, than once. It, it, it's happened to everybody. If you throw the ball before the official has called play. How <laughs> could you mess that up? Like that? They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of jokers. All right, another infraction. You can call pass out while passing between members of the team. The ball crosses the sideline or the center line. That's a pass out. Ball over is when the ball rebounds off the defending player, the crossbar goalpost, and crosses back over the central line. What would be the penalty for bringing your own bell and jingling it as a decoy? The penalty would be being very rude, and I wouldn't (laughs) suggest it, Jordan. There's also delay a game. Third time throw, illegal defense, short ball, high ball, long ball, touching uh, eye shades without permission. Wait, what are, what are, like, what, what's high ball? Huh? What's eye shades? Uh, there's way too many questions going on. You get to pick one or the other. Short eye ball shades. Or eye shades. Eye shades. I do want to. Okay. Eye shades. I don't know. It doesn't say what eye shades are. Okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> that comes to an go. end. Another weird spot. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. You're the top bar thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash comedy podnet. And while you're there, make sure to check out me playing Tecmo Super Bowl as the Detroit Lions. You can find us on uh, iTunes by searching Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. That's Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. While you're there, please rate and review. It helps us out a ton. Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. And every time you say download the Stitcher app, I think you're going to say download the Stitcher app and save. Yeah, <laughs> there it uh, is. Does anybody know where this, this statue of a pelican came from? You're talking about the Sicilian pelican. It was the in our closet. What? Is that going to be an issue? I think they might have left it behind. I'm fine with it. Okay. Lights off.
You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.